Welcome to Speak. Y'all missed an incredible off-camera conversation. We will tell you about it shortly. If this is your first time tuning in, we appreciate you. I am Emmanuel Acho. Shady. Oh, you said <laughs> so you appreciate you. I was said we love you. Why you got to one-up me? We couldn't have just got into it? Are you the leader? I was following your lead. That's Dave Hellman, Hi. NFL insider on the far end, covered the Dallas Cowboys for the last 10 years. This is the brilliant Joy Taylor. You already know that. This is Eagles all-time <laughs> rushing leader. LaShawn Shady McCoy, 15,000 yards in the NFL. Anyway, we got to get to the NFL because it has been a wild story, and this is urgent that you got to realize. Brock Purdy. Nicknamed Mr. Irrelevant because he was the last pick in the draft. 7-0 as a starter. You know that by now. You've already heard this. But what you haven't yet thought about is this. If Rock Purdy were to win the NFC Championship game, he would be the first rookie to go to a Super Bowl. Keep in mind, the 49ers have a quarterback by the name of Trey Lance on the roster. Trey Lance, they gave up three first-round picks for. Brock Purdy would be the first rookie quarterback to go to a Super Bowl, but Shady, they gave up three first-round picks for a man by the name of Trey Lance. Brock Purdy's future... It's in limbo. Yeah. We love him right here, right now in the moment, but you know you played a long time in the NFL. That doesn't necessarily mean everything. Is Brock Purdy the future of the 49ers with the win on Sunday? I'm going to say yes. Even if he doesn't get a win, I think he's there for the future. Mm. When we watched Trey Lance, he didn't jump off the tape and say, oh, wow. He didn't show me anything that he did really good. He didn't show me anything he did really great. I didn't see none of that. This young kid, I don't know if it's a first-rounder, seven-rounder. Brock Purdy's a beast. He's a rookie. We're talking about a rookie out here. It's so hard. I'm trying to put you in the mind frame of, of a ball player as a rookie. As a rookie, you're just trying to know your play so I don't mess up. I don't know what the wide receiver has. I don't know what the quarterback has. I know what I have. I got to go to the A-gap, get the ball, don't fumble. <laughs> He's doing everything beyond that. Yeah, yeah, He's making good. plays. So the, the biggest question is, after the season, let's say they, well, <laughs> they're going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's Eagles, you know that. But anyway, let's say we go to the offseason. They lose whatever it is. How do you tell Trent Williams? How do you tell Debo Samuels that, or, or, or Christian McCaffrey, this is not going to be our quarterback? He's like, huh? The four games that we see from Trey Lance wasn't impressive. These last seven games, eight games that he had, he's been balling lights out. So, I don't know, man. I don't know how you can go back to Trey Lance. I know you did the draft picks, but at the end of the day, you got to go what's working now and what's hot. And he has the 49ers smoking hot. Shady, let me think about it like this, or allow you to think about it like this. Even if Brock Purdy has a historic Super Bowl run, I don't think – that he will be cemented as a guy in San Fran for this reason. The Niners were ready to move off of Jimmy G, not because the Niners weren't in the Super Bowl, not because Jimmy G couldn't have a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl with which my co-host Sean McCoy was in. They moved off of Jimmy G because Jimmy G had a talent gap. There was okay. a talent gap between Jimmy G and Josh Allen, Jimmy G and Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy G and Joe Burrow, Jimmy B and Lamar Jackson, Jimmy G and Justin Herbert, Jimmy G and Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy G and Jalen Hurts. There was a talent gap between Jimmy G and the rest. Okay. So the issue was not that Jimmy G couldn't get to a Super Bowl, nor that he couldn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. A 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, that should be enough. The issue was Kyle Shanahan wanted to make up the talent gap. Regardless of what Brock Purdy does this weekend and beyond, that does not change the fact that a talent gap exists. Dave Hellman, he mentioned it eloquently yesterday. Statistically speaking, Jimmy G's stat line and Brock Purdy's stat line, nearly identical. 
Now the Niners do score 10 more points a game. But when you look at Jimmy G and Brock Purdy in isolation, nearly identical. So there is still a talent gap between Brock Purdy and all these other elite quarterbacks. That is the talent gap that I believe Kyle Shanahan wants to make up, regardless of how it goes on Sunday. So, Dave, when I think about Brock Purdy and all of the incredible things he's done, I don't know that he will be safe in the future as a starter, regardless of how it plays out. I think you're absolutely right. And I think, I think the answer would be yes if it was any other organization. But we already know the Niners have a history of doing this. And honestly, it, before Shanahan, they even have a history. You realize the Niners are going to the NFC Championship game regularly, and they're doing it with different quarterbacks. Like, they did it with Alex Smith. Ben. Then they did it with Colin Kaepernick. Then they did it with Jimmy G. Now they're doing it with Brock Purdy. And I, I, like I said, it's different regimes, but the track record is there that suggests we know what we're about. We know how to get here. There's not a magical quarterback that gets us to this game. And they did invest a ton in Trey Lance. Teams typically don't like to be wrong about giving up that many assets for a player, especially offensive masterminds with justifiably big egos like Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> so I think Brock Purdy has, has earned a future in San Francisco. I mean, he's a rookie, so at the, at the bare minimum, he, he doesn't have a choice. I mean, he's, he's going to be there for three years. But they have a tremendous amount of stake in Trey Lance, and they have a tremendous amount of history that suggests that they don't need a specific quarterback. I think – there's something to be said for building around a guy that only costs $800,000. Like, as loaded as this roster is right now, think about how much more you can do. They can't even negotiate a new contract for Brock Purdy until two years from now. But think about the hay you could make not having to spend any money on your quarterback. So I think there's arguments for it. But with everything we know about San Francisco and how much success they've had doing it this way, I don't think you can guarantee anything, even with a win. You're probably right, but if – if they win a Super Bowl, how do you move on from it? It would be unprecedented. Because you, you that might be the one thing. You yeah, don't, you don't have you can't do this with any quarterback. You can't win a Super Bowl. Jimmy was in the Super Bowl a throwaway, but you don't get a special ring for being a throwaway. You either win or you lose it. True. And he lost it. So they can't do this with any quarterback. Not win the Super Bowl. They can get the NFC Championship game. Right. They can potentially get to the Super Bowl, but they can't win a Super Bowl with any old quarterback because they haven't. Mm-hmm. So all that talk, you don't have the ring. So I think if he wins a Super Bowl, there's, there's no question, and there shouldn't be any question that he should be the future. But to me, even if he makes it to the Super Bowl, there shouldn't be a question. I agree with Shady, there shouldn't be a question now, but because it is San Francisco and they have been known to do this, as you guys have just laid out, it's obviously on the table. But you really have an advantage in this situation. Brock Purdy is very inexpensive. He's won over the locker room. He's clearly capable. Imagine what he's going to look like with an off-season. Right. Developing not just learning the system and getting better in the film room, but also building his body up more. Look at the difference between Jalen Hurts last year and this year. Mm-hmm. It's like a different, it's a different body. Yeah. When you put in that kind of work and you are the guy, it's a different situation. But you also can move on from Trey Lance. You don't have to keep him. I understand you spent a lot on him, but you work, it worked out. Like, maybe sometimes the thing that you spent less money on is way more valuable than the thing you splurged on. And in this situation, I think that might be the case. There are other teams that need a young quarterback that are not going to have an opportunity to draft one. You're telling me you can't make a trade with the Colts? The Falcons? How about the Panthers? Now, that's a thought. Yeah. You it, can move on from Trey Lance. You're not stuck with him. I guess the, uh, the, the thoughts I have in, in, in response to that, and I think that is brilliant, is – 
If you were to move on from Trey Lance, I don't know that you're clearly not going to get equal value. At no. all. And you might get a second rounder. You might get a third rounder. But I don't third know round, that you're yeah, going to get maybe a third or fourth rounder. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to get equal value. And the Niners might be okay with that. But I guess in, in my experience is the players that often play are not the most talented. The players that often play are the most invested in. Mm. Investment looks like a lot of different things. Shady, you know this personally. Investment looks like the most money. Or investment looks like the most picks. Right. Investment has a lot of different ways yeah. it takes form in the National Football League. So Trey Lance was the starter this year for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. But Trey Lance wasn't the best quarterback. We all know that. Because Jimmy G went in and was instantly better. And Brock Purdy went in and was instantly yeah. better. So the empirical data along with our eyes tell us Trey Lance was likely the third best quarterback on the Niners roster week one. Yet he started week one. So what that tells us is the best player in San Fran already wasn't going to play this year. So as I look at it, 2-5, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if there's anything, a Super Bowl or not, that Purdy can But, but this is the thing you're missing. Please. He's a rookie, right? You're talking about Jimmy G and this and that. Right. He had his ceiling. The reason why they, they got away from Jimmy G is because, not because they didn't win a Super Bowl. That probably has something to do with it. But they seen the, the, his ceiling. He, he can't get no bigger. He can't get no better. That's what it is. You talk, you're talking about a, a, the, the last pick in the draft. You talk about being smart. They, they gave up three, three first-rounders to get um, 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 Trey. Trey Lance. I get that. But how smart do you look for the last pick in the draft? Now he's your guy. He's a franchise. Another thing, another topic. We talked about how Brandon Bean was talking about how um, um, Joe Burrow, right, is still on his rookie contract. Right. And you can spread all the money That's around. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. hold up. Let's just think about it. So first of all, you got a player, a, a young rookie playing as good as a, a guy like Jimmy G yep. who hasn't even touched his ceiling. We don't even know his floor. He's, he's a baby. He's a rookie. From college to the pros, it's a whole new league, okay? That's one thing. The second thing is the contracts. So now I can really, if we think this team was already really, really good, which we already think, now we can really put some money out there and get some more players and put around this young player. And then the best part about football is the second year is your biggest development year. From my first year to my second year, it's like, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Small things like you know what the, what the Philadelphia Eagles stadium looks like compared to you don't know. Oh, man. You, you, you hear the crowd noise. So all them small things you think about. And, I, and the last part is I think the, the coaches, the GMs, the, the, the owners, they all want to seem like they're very competent. Yep. Right? Now you get this player, last pick in the draft, and nobody won it. Now he's a beast, getting better and better and better when you championships. I don't know. It's a hard decision to make. That's t- – I mean – I hear what you're saying. But, that ties that thing up. But as smart as you look for nailing Brock Purdy, you, the same people drafted Trey Lance and gave up the farm to get him. So, I mean, those two things go hand in so hand. So you win? That's very and true. And everybody looks smart. I think that is, that's the great equalizer. But I do wonder, A, Kyle, they, did, they did the Trey Lance deal for a reason, right? Because they thought it would unlock their truest potential. I think there's some part of Kyle Shanahan that still wants to get a look at that. Like, man, what could this thing be? with a guy who's drafted in the top five. If you win a Super Bowl, I think that should outweigh potential. Like, who cares what it can be if you can win a Super Bowl with this, you know? But I don't think you can completely rule it out. I just don't. Joy, final thought. Take us home. I mean, I just, I don't, who cares about looking smart? If you win a Super Bowl, what's, what's smarter than that? Yeah. <laughs> cares Fair. about smart. You can continue building around Somebody that you look really smart getting in the, at the last pick in the draft. That's dangerous, too. And you can trade Trey Lance. You're not going to get equal value, but you can get something. Get something out of it. Why, why can't he be the backup? Rather, he can be the backup. 
That seems like, like a distraction. And yeah. a distraction. Distraction. I was thinking back to um, Robert Griffin, Kirk Cousins. You remember because we played them several times. When RG3 was no longer the starter, RG3 was gone. 2013, 2014, 2012, 2013, 2014, he was a starter. But by the time he was truly hurt and they Kirk Cousins took over, he was gone in Cleveland because to have that first round. He was wasn't going to no Super Bowl. He wasn't going to no NFC Championships. No, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying it for the sake of – when you have such a talented backup, yeah. it's just like, well, when are you going to play Trey? You don't when want you your backup Trey? to be the play? reason they, they just did it. TV shows about They just that. did it. Yeah. And it was, it was fine. They just did it. Were, were they? I mean, this is. And it's a championship. But it's a completely removed situation from how we started the season. Nobody even imagined Brock Purdy would play no, a role this year. They didn't even know who Brock Purdy was. <laughs> but when you, have, when you get into a situation, like, circumstances change. Life yeah. comes at you fast. Yeah, All right, well, now we got Brock Purdy. Right. We, we know what he's capable of doing in these big games and these big moments. Uh, to me, if he wins the Super Bowl, it's not a conversation. I don't, I don't know how it's going to be a conversation. I think if they win the Super Bowl, I think I'm with you. I'm just saying anything short of that. If they, if they go? I think even if they go. but Even if they go and don't win, I think anything's on the table, in my opinion. I, 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 agree. I, I, I agree with both of you. Because it's this organization. Because it's just, Kyle Shanahan. I don't think that yeah. they should do that. I think Brock Purdy has earned the starting right. position here. Yeah. Earned the right. Well, coming up, we already know the two quarterbacks on the AFC. They have more than earned their positions. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. But Ooh. y'all got to hear what the Bengals have been saying. And the bulletin board material they're giving the Chiefs is out of this world. Are the Bengals being too cocky? Next on Speed. Joe is him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Joe Burrow, he stayed on his job all postseason long. A perfect 3-0, obviously, against Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs-Bengals play at Arrowhead. But get this. During the game, the last game, where the Bengals beat the Bills, they were taunting Bills fans and Chiefs fans saying, yo, we'll see y'all in Burrowhead, close quote. Now, Travis Kelsey, star tight end for the Chiefs, has something to say about that. Take a listen. Getting everybody fired up. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, 142 decibels. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Whoa. Yeah. The disrespect to Arrowhead continues. they're 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 throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there, Ron. For the record, they do an incredible so podcast. Good. An incredible podcast. Bless the Kelsey Shout out brothers. To them. Shout yeah. out to the Kelseys. Um, you were teammates with both of them. Yeah. I don't know how many people can actually say that. They're super cool, too. Yeah. I love them both. They, and they're way different. They're the realest. They, which one <laughs> you like more? I like them both the same. I got it a little bit more. Hold on, hold on. Diplomatic. This is why. I got a little bit more love. Well, no, not even a little bit more. I love them the same. Kelsey did. Jason Kel- did more for you. But the, he did, right? He's, he's, why do we call Kel- Jason Kelsey Kelsey, but we call Travis Kelsey Trav? Because it's because y'all just bragging about being friends with the Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, like, no, well, no, let me just talk about like. Jason. I met him at the Pro Bowl. Uh, that yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't know. make sense. Like what you call what you call Travis Kelsey? Kels. No, no, I call him Trav, and I call Jason Kels. It don't make any sense. Like it literally doesn't make yeah, any that's sense. That's true. But nah, Jason. We're both very proud of y'all. A lot of yards. That's why I love him. And then Trav, he was so nice watching him play. And then like he's super cool. He's cooler. He's actually a lot cooler. Which I mean, Jason's. 
cool, but yeah. Travis got they the swag. The that's the... all that matters. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, a lot of disrespect being uh, shoved around Joy Taylor. The Bengals, they clearly are 3-0 versus the Chiefs. Joe Burrow's 3-0 versus the Chiefs, more importantly. But they've been giving them a lot of bulletin board material. Are you okay with the Bengals giving the Chiefs that bulletin board material? <clears throat> For us, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I do think... There's no reason for the Bengals to be shy or yeah. lack any confidence going into this game. As you said, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Now, maybe that continues, maybe it doesn't, but right now, they're the winners. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not, it's a streak. It's not an accident. It's not a fluke. You beat someone three times, you beat them. Yeah. That, you are the winners right now. Now, that said, we talked about this earlier in the week, they're paying attention. Travis is talking about it. I'm sure everyone in Kansas City is talking about the fact that they are underdogs in this game and that all this noise is happening. How much that noise really matters depends on the team. They've played there before. They've played in big, loud stadiums. Buffalo was loud. Weather was bad. Again, Cincinnati is a cold place. (laughs) I feel like I have to remind everybody of that. Ohio ain't warm. Ohio is not a warm place this time of year. It's cold there. But – I mean, how much does that matter to every single team? Being on the road is obviously more difficult. But if you're, you just went to Buffalo and won, you've won here before, obviously you know what you're going into. This isn't a rookie quarterback. All these factors, it's not that they don't matter, but I don't know how much they matter. You played there. It don't matter. It really don't matter. <laughs> they're going to they hit Mahomes harder. They're going to try to hit Joe hard. Like, it's not harder. It's going to be the same type of hit. Yeah. We want to get him down. Yep. Um, but I love the confidence. I got to be honest. Joe Burrow, he has his team playing like lights out. He's playing lights out. This is swagger. Even like they, they had some of the clips where um, when they were up by like 14 points against the Bills and Buffalo, how he said, I'm him, I'm him. Like I love to see that. And it, I don't think he's trying being cocky, but he's just like, yeah, this is what you see is what you get. I'm out here balling. Joe, Joe Mixon, a couple weeks ago, he talked about we're the big dogs in the AFC. Back to I was like, whoa, he need, to, he need to slow down a little bit like, you know, so they take out the Chiefs and, and do the things the Chiefs were doing. But when I really look at him, like, yep. I'm feeling it. Yep. And he ran like it. He ran like he was the he big did. dog of the ASC. So the way these guys are playing, the only person that, that I have an issue with Uh-oh. is Eli Apple. Like, Why? I mean, he should just be, like, patting his guy, like, yeah, good job. Because he's not really, you know, if I'm on a team and a guy like that's talking, we don't even look at him. Like, why is he talking? Kevin Durant said it a while ago. He said it to um, uh, the Houston when James Harden was there. Yep. with uh, What's the big, the big center? Oh, he did his dunk and do alley hoops. Um, put me on the spot. Capella. Remember Capella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he yeah, yeah. Your job's easy. You got the easy job. <laughs> all right. If James Harden said it, I respect it. So my thing, the saying on that is basically like, listen, the way they're playing, they can back up their trash talk. Travis Kelsey having fun on the podcast. Yeah, he is. It, it won't be no extra fire. They're yeah. trying to win the game no matter who's talking trash. I don't mind it at all, Dave Hellman. Like, I, I actually – I respect a team like the Bengals because they're telegraphing a punch and it's still going to land. Yeah. Like they, don't, they don't care. I remember I was a freshman in Texas. Jermichael Finley was on the Green Bay Jermichael Packers. Jermichael Finley, okay. J-Mike, we're having seven-on-seven. Seven. He was a Texas alum. He comes back to Austin. We're doing seven-on-seven. Seven. I'm literally a freshman. I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm guarding J-Mike. He walks up to me. He says, hey, what's your name, young buck? I say, man, it's Acho. We have a quick handshake. He said, I'm about to F you up, Acho. He hits me with a boom, out, up, touchdown. He telegraphed his punch, and it landed. So if you can telegraph your punch, call your shot, and still nail your shot, got no issue with it. Uh, Dave, we talked about this. It's not cockiness. It's not cockiness if you can back it up. Absolutely. And the Bengals can back it up. They absolutely can back it up. 3-0 against the Chiefs. They're 3-0 on the road in the playoffs since Joe got there. 
14 and six on the road over the last two years, regular season two, like they shouldn't be intimidated. And I will say like, let's okay. It's, this is all fun and it's fun to talk about. It's not like the Bengals are using a Chiefs jersey as their doormat, you know? Like, <laughs> like Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, like this week said, they're still, they're the team to beat. Yeah. You know, like they, they're saying some of the right stuff. A lot of the, the Burrow head and the I'm him, like that's in the heat of a game. Burrow head is wild though. That's wild. That's, it's wild. That's wild. That's wild as they were, that's they wild. were beating down the Bills when it was said. That's I, like, I, I expect your Like, your home com- is my home. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. That is a hell of a confident thing to say. But guess what? 3 0 is 3 0. I love it. I love when people talk their mess. I love it when they back it up even better. It makes it more fun for us to talk about. You know, so, so many times people are like, oh, all the. All the passion has gone out of pro sports. Like, all these guys are friends in the offseason. It's not how it used to be. I don't know. This seems pretty cool. Like, I think <laughs> the Chiefs really want to get off the schneid against the Bengals. And the Bengals really seem to enjoy being the top dog in the AFC. This is fun. I want sports to be fun. I love it. This is also what really creates rivalry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And these two yeah. are going to be playing against each other for a long time. So, just keep writing the story. Add to it. If they lose, you know the Chiefs are going to be talking a lot, as they should if they win. The Bengals win again. Like, we're going to have all kinds of different conversations. <laughs> what are they going to say? At the top of the AFC. Yeah, <laughs> it really will be Burrowhead. What's fascinating, though, is and to, to some degree, the stars have gotten more diplomatic. If Burrow had said we're going to Burrow, that's, head, if Joe that had said that, crazy. that would be because, crazy. Like Eli, Apple, they don't talk like that though. That's the dilemma. Yeah. Like Eli Apple saying something, he might not be in Cincinnati next year. He's on a one-year deal. Right. So it's like that doesn't that that's not sustainable. But go ahead. Joe did say. Uh-oh. Joe did say like get say? those get those refunds because you know the game would have been in Atlanta if it had been KC yes. Buffalo. But that's after the fact though. I'm just saying yep. yeah. like Joe Joe yeah. Burrow's not afraid to no, to not. you know say some. Confident he played with, play with swagger. Yeah. No, I, I love, love his it. swagger though. I, actually, you know what? I, am I cocky? Am I cocky, Dave? Are you asking that sincerely? I just want to. Yeah, yes. You might be the most airy player I've ever played with. You are a cocky person for TV. The is for TV. But anyway, I love when I see that in the player. Like, I love when I see that confidence. Like, no matter if you knock me down 10 times, I'm going to get up 11 times, and I'm still going to beat you. That's what they show me. They display that type of confidence. You I love it. You have to have a delusional view of yourself to be great. That's what makes, this is what allows you to be great, believing that you're even capable of doing that. That's really the difference. There's a I lot of it. athletic, talented people. I- if you can imagine yourself doing something that a couple hundred people have done in the history of the world... That's a big difference. But you know what's so fascinating is more now than ever, we overly scrutinize people and chastise people for their arrogance. I don't. Right? Like, how I do love you, it. How you say that? How you do this? They shouldn't say nothing. But I'm like, I agree. I think it is the outlandish amount of self-confidence that separates the greats from the goods, the goods from the okays, and the okays from never made. You gotta have some type of arrogance to be good. And even, also, even all the good guys like like Steph Curry, such a nice guy. He got arrogance yeah. to him. You think he that dude? Everybody he knows that. he's that dude. Yeah, he do. Keep in mind, too, there's a huge difference between saying it with a mountain of evidence that suggests oh, right. you're yeah, about matters. it. Yeah. Like, if, if the Bengals were 9-8, and eight, snuck into the playoffs, and, like, had never beaten the Chiefs and they were doing all this, I would be like, shut up. Why are, why are y'all doing this? But, right. but keep what, mind, what, do you, what but can no, you say? Here's my issue. What's your argument? Here's, here's my issue. Sorry, Howard. We'll go Dave. break in Thank a second. <laughs> my issue is, remember, I don't remember who was at this desk, but there was someone who had issue with Jair Alexander 
talking about Justin Jefferson when he was chatting, when he was going back and forth about Justin Jefferson before That's that true. game. Wait, and I was like, who, who's he? You like me? It was somebody at this. Okay, desk. I don't think my it was rebuttal. Me, my rebuttal. Too. My rebuttal to that would be Justin Jefferson. He dotted them up in the first game that they played. He had like 200 yards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was evidence yeah. to say like, okay, well. Justin already Ooh, did. Yeah, Justin already did this to you. And hey, as soon as Jair, as they played that game, they were amazing. I was like, I got nothing to say, buddy. Yeah, I got nothing right. to say to you. Yeah. Telegraph your punches and back them up. There's nothing better in. Well, there's something better in sports. Crazy work. Woo! Crazy work is the That's only next? thing better than <laughs> oh, telegraphing your punches and backing it up. When we return, Lashawn McCoy might pull a hamstring, so you're gonna want to see that. But more importantly, <laughs> you're gonna want to see the best plays of the weekend, wow. along with who's gonna win the matchup between the Niners and the Eagles. It's the best segment on. TV, go nowhere. Right hook. Left turn me up. Jab, turn me up. Jab. I'm ready, baby. McCoy. McCoy takes it. Hey, they know they can't do anything with you. Shady's gonna score. Oh, Shady's gonna score. That boy's so silly, man. Fall out on three. One, two, three. Right. Touchdown. Touchdown. Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. Yeah. 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 All right, let's roll. Where my rock at, man? You know what? Oh, oh. oh. I know, I know. Warner right there. time for everybody's favorite segment in sports television. It is the best segment in sports television. It's called Crazy Work. There were a lot of great divisional round plays this past weekend, but LaShawn McCoy, known for giving defenders crazy work, is going to highlight the best of the best offensive plays. Two, five, Should I go? Go ahead. Let me go. Okay, go number four coming in is C.D. Lamb from the Cowboys. I keep it real. Even though your quarterback choked against the Niners, but you didn't. It Not wasn't a good pass. But man, was it a good catch. CD went this crazy. This is giving crazy work. He had 117 yards. Now, check this out. I love this play right here because he could have threw it deep and burnt him. He stopped, get the catch, and he hit the ground. Look at this catch. Low key, low key, too. Ooh, I chose. You crazy work. You get moss like that before? No, no, thank God I didn't. Thank That's God. That's crazy, crazy work. Okay, okay. We got number three. Yep. New York Eagles, they got blown out. Saquon Barkley. Saquon went crazy, now, Saquon though. Saquon went crazy, though. Now, is this, a, this a run right here? Is it a pass? What is it? I'm under pressure. The Eagle defense is crazy. Okay, Saquon Barkley. I'm a lot of boom, boom, crazy work. Oh, excuse ah. me. This that play right there is called stopping on a dive. I did it like my whole career. Anyway, didn't run anybody over though. Here and there, here and there. <laughs> anyway, this is called giving out crazy, crazy work. Even though they got blown out, Saquon still balled. I feel bad for him, but a great comeback this year. Number two, Please. number two. Okay, Isaiah Pacheco. Let's get it. Kansas City Chiefs. Now listen. He runs hard, but also he catches the ball hard. Look at this. You ever see like a pit bull? Yeah. Ah, he, he runs, runs so strong and so aggressive. I'm surprised you giving this one crazy work. Have you ever got hit like this, though? Be honest. No, I went low, bro. Okay. No, I went, they weren't running me over. Smart man. I'm biting ankles, kneecaps. And he's still got the first down. down. But he's not the winner. The winner's in Philadelphia. Number one. Kenneth number one. Gainwell for Philadelphia. Running back. Let's get it. Now, listen. Even though Miles says out the game, we still need a touchdown. Who do we call? Who do we call? Kenneth, let's go to the crib giving out crazy work. You see that stiff one and get in the end zone. Ooh, I love this play because they tell running backs, just get up in there, get one yard. No, 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 coach. I'm trying to score. That's third string running back, too, I think. Is he the third? Is he the fourth? It don't matter. It don't matter. Look at how he got the boys. Miles Sanders is hyped up. He's upset, but the boys in the back is happy. Now, listen, tell your agent, Kenneth, they send us a picture. Of Howie, you get a new contract, baby. I don't know if you're going to do it. You're going to get a championship trophy. You're going to get that. But it's going to be cold in Philly. You need a crazy work hoodie. Can I hold up? Go ahead, bro. Ahead, now, now, listen. Once you get the NFC Championship game, man, popping, you go to the Super Bowl, take their hoodie, show love. Let's get it. Crazy work. 
Kenneth Gainwell. Give me that, give me that, give me that. All right, we got to transition because he's not just going to win the game easily. It's going to be a battle of a lot of great matchups. You will not see a more talented game based on players on the field than the game you're going to see Niners-Eagles. This isn't a game where you just have great quarterbacks. No, 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 no. This is a game where you have great position players all across the football field. The most talented football field we will likely see for the next year and change. Okay, we're going to start with the skill position groups, 2-5. I want you up here because I want you to help me choose, yeah. and I want to hear who you're going to take. Yeah, okay. Skill position. I'm going to be honest, too. I'm going to be honest now. The Niners got Debo. The Niners got McCaffrey. The Niners got Kittle. The Niners got Ayuk. They bad, bad group. The Eagles. But A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. For me, it's not as close as people try to make it. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers having the best skill group. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Kittles leap over Goddard, substantial. Christian McCaffrey over Miles Sanders, oh. barely. Is he over him? Who? I'm sorry. Who was the Pro Bowl, Joy Taylor? Woo! It was Miles Sanders. I'm going with the. Oh, I'm going with the Pro Bowl. Oh wait, wait. Did he make the Pro Bowl? Oh wait, he did make the Pro Bowl. Did I? You made the Pro Bowl? No. Right, say it with me. No. The Debo? No. No. They make Caffrey. No. Talk to me. Are you going to let a Pro Bowl dictate your decision? That means your best this you're year. That, ma that means you're better decision? this year. Who made, you know, I'm Mac, going with the Pro Bowl. Mac Jones made a Pro Bowl last year. I'm going with the Pro Bowl. Mac Jones made a Pro Bowl last year, by the way. In case you're wondering. In case you're wondering. Anyway, I'm going with you. Let's move on to offensive line. Now, this is going to get a little bit spicy. Trent Williams may be the best left tackle of the last five years. That's he has true. been dominant since he went to the Niners. However, Eagles got Jason Kelsey. We both played with him. He a beast. He Lane Johnson, right, right tackle. Uh. He a beast. Jordan Mylott at left tackle. I actually have to go with the Eagles on this one. I mean, talk about I mean hello. <laughs> I mean, hello. That was an easy one. Come on now. Easy money, Eagles. Easy money. Ooh, okay. We might have two Hall of Famers. All the offensive line. You're right. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. Come going on. In. Talk okay, next, next. we got to move to the D-line. Now, the Eagles, third most sacks in NFL Ooh. history. Say it again. They, they had hear you. a they franchise hear you. record of sacks this season, and they had four players for the first time in NFL history with 10 plus sacks. They backup backups had 10 sacks. Ooh. Now, they got Nick Bosa. They do have, he's a beast. Yeah, first team all pro. Look at them arms. Likely team the player of the year. But, but the Eagles Holla. We got more depth. It's a lot of us. Let me ask you this. Come on. Can, can one great like Nick Bosa, can he compensate? Because, you know, Bosa can get three and a half sacks yeah. in the game. Yeah. Can one great like Nick Bosa compensate for what the Eagles can I'm do? A, I'm going to say no. He got to get a break sometime. He needs some water sometimes. <laughs> I mean, God, he's chasing quarterback down all around. Water. And Jalen Hurts is going all around the field. He needs some water. While we got replacements that can do the same thing. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, we got to get to the quarterback competition, the quarterback battle. Oh, it is closer than you think statistically. Since Brock Purdy's taken over 7-0 as a record, Jalen Hurts the last seven games, 7-0 as a record. Brock Purdy, 16 touchdowns, three interceptions. Jalen Hurts, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. But just because the stats are close does not necessarily mean the game is close in isolation. I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Hurts, obviously. I'm going to look at you with a serious face. Don't even waste, it. waste your question. Ask me who you take. Don't even play with me like that. Don't even play with me. Just move right along. You already know. I got to ask, though. It's impromptu. You already know. It's impromptu. Well, let's, just say, let's just say the MVP candidate, Jalen Hurts. Candidate. 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 Man, you know what it is. Meek Mill's going to be there. <laughs> Meek Mill's going to be there. <laughs> Kevin Hart going to be there. Will Smith's going to be there. Okay, we got to move to the line. We got to move to the linebacker core. This is obviously my favorite. You know a lot about linebackers going up against them. Okay. Fred Warner, okay. Greenlaw, you already know what it is. On the flip side, inside linebackers is what I'm talking about. Hassan Reddick is a pass rusher. Y'all need a new, uh, new, new picture for that. That's easily the 49ers. Where you at? Right, I'm going to give y'all respect. Thank you.
Thank you. They're the truth. They're the, the truth. truth. They ball They're out. Realist. They get to that ball. They get picks. They get turnovers. They hit hard. They How do you feel guys. about the comparison between Greenlaw, Warner, Patrick Willis, Navarro, Bowman? Bowman. A, I think it's a big stretch. Oh, yeah, there's not stretch. there yet. I think them two are pro, all pros together. All right, I look at Warner. He's more of the guy. Gets out there. Greenlaw's on his way. He's on his way. He's not there he's yet. Not there yet. You know that. He's not there yet. All right, we got to move to the secondary. Darius Slay, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Bradbury, Epps. Uh, Avante Maddox is coming Come back. On. But on the flip side, oh. these Niners DBs, Hufunga, all pro. Okay. Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward. Javarius <laughs> <laughs> Ward. Okay, y'all know what it is. I got to go with the Eagles, Come on. Man. I got to go with the Eagles. I'm being serious right here, though. When you look at the teams, they have a great team over there. But, oh, my God, Philadelphia, <laughs> we got a gang of players that are really, really good. It's an easy one. Philadelphia has the better talent. They do have the better talent, but talent doesn't mean much without a coach. Nick Sirianni, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan and Sirianni were both top five in the final MVP voting as it pertains to coaches being the best yeah. uh, coach. But only Kyle Shanahan made it into the top three cut. Kyle hit Shanahan, for me, is by far and away the best coach out of that matchup. Where you at? Uh, Nick is a great coach. He's still new. He's getting better and better from last year to this year. Had a great uh, uh, year so far. I got to go with Shanahan. Got to go mean, with Shanahan. He's more experienced. He's been there before. I got to give it to him. So when you look at the seven things and groups we just went out there with, the linebackers the 49ers have, the head coach the 49ers have, the skill the 49ers have, that's only three. Because the Eagles have offensive line, the Eagles have defensive line, the Eagles have secondary, the Eagles have quarterback. That matters a whole lot. Dave Hellman, this is a game of talent. This is a game of coaching. This is a game of rosters. Let me ask you first, what roster do you think is more talented on that football field? I think the Niners are a little more top-heavy. Like, of the stars of stars, I think you go Niners, but 1 through 53, I think Shady's right. I think it's the Eagles. Nice, nice uh, sweater you got there. Thank you. It, nice, nice color. I got the I mean. green and the black. Not black. Just, just the green. Subliminal. Joy, if, fly, Eagles, fly. if in fact the Eagles have the better roster, do you think Kyle Shanahan is talented enough, is skilled enough? He's been to a Super Bowl as a head coach. Yeah. He's been to a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. Can he compensate for wherever they lack of the roster? I mean, Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius and has an extensive resume and a ton of success, but I don't think it's going to come down to that in this game. I think it's going to come down to a clash, a battle, physicality, and whoever's there at the end is going to take this game. I mean, you're really going up with, with strengths against strengths and who in the end is going to make the play. There's so much talent on this field, top to bottom, on both of these squads. Coaching's going to matter, of course, it always does, but to me, this is going to be about the players. That's right. I like how, I like how she's talking. Let me get my rock real quick. Let me I like how she's talking. Joy, are you doing anything Sunday? Watch a game. Come on to the game with me. Shady, Wait, I was going to the game with her. You know who's going to be at the game. Yeah, who are you inviting to the game? I thought, it, I, thought it, I thought it was Joy. you. But you start talking too much about the Niners. Right, you're right. So I'm going to back off That's you. on me. That's on me. He rocked with, rock with Dak and the Prescott yep, and, uh, yep. and the Cowboys. He's out of it. <laughs> Joy Taylor. Dolphins ain't doing nothing right now. That's we got space. They sure aren't. Holla at him. at him, Joy. Holla at him. All right. Coming up, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. They are in a class of the legitimate Titans when you talk about two of the best quarterbacks yes, of this generation. They both desperately need wins. But one quarterback needs to win even more than the other. You want to find out which one that is. That's next on Speak. Appreciate you, Jay. You caught that, man? The most hysterical video that you did not see. Steph Curry, get this. He got ejected yesterday, but he threw his mouthpiece. 
because his own teammate Jordan Poole took a shot that Steph Curry wasn't happy with. After the game, it was all love. Jordan Poole mocking Steph Curry postgame by throwing his mouthpiece when they see him. They shared a handshake. Hilarious video that you might have missed, 2-5. What you make of it? Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that, man. How, how are you ejecting Steph Curry? Oh, okay. Are you serious? Like, all right. He's um, one of the players that's hard to hate. He's my favorite player. Does everything the right way. He's always smiling. Got, a, got kids. Got his wife. Like he's the ideal NBA basketball player. Why are you ejecting him for throwing his mouthpiece? Pretty firm rule, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, you can't, can't, he threw it at the yeah, ground. You, you can't throw your see, stuff. See, I've seen Rasheed Wallace. I've seen all type of players get crazy with the refs. It's true. And they barely get a tech. Come on, man. That, that was a different time. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, you have to by the you know by the rules Ball eject them. I gotta follow all those, the land. Those pesky rules. And, and Warriors be fighting, <laughs> boy, huh? Warriors be getting into it with each other. They do. They do. At least yeah, they, throw they. the mouthpiece at the ground, not throw a fist to the face. But that, that, was either, a, that was a long time ago. They over it now. Either way, Warriors getting back on track. Okay, let's get back to the NFL, the marquee matchup of the weekend. You just have to watch it. I don't care what you're doing Sunday afternoon. Stop and turn your TV on and watch two of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. Patrick Mahomes already has been to two Super Bowls. Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl last year, but now they are facing each other. In case you did not know, Joe Burrow is 3-0 versus Patrick Mahomes, but the whole world touts Mahomes as the greatest quarterback currently playing, which brings us to this incredibly nuanced and important conversation. Who in the world needs to win more? Like, that's the question that has to be answered at this junction in time. Burrow doesn't have a Super Bowl. He doesn't have an MVP. Mahomes has a Super Bowl. Mahomes has an MVP. But, Dave, you have an interesting answer as to who needs to win more. Who is it? I think it's Patrick Mahomes. And I understand that that contradicts what I said yesterday, that Patrick Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer. I think he is. But he needs to win this game because I know how narratives work because it's been my job to write them for a long time. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes loses this game. There's, it's crazy how quickly it can go from he's been to five straight AFC title games to he's only won two of those five about games. It. He's only won one Super Bowl. Like, at what point does it change from Patrick Mahomes has had unprecedented success at the age of 27 to you're wasting Patrick Mahomes' prime? Mm. Ask Aaron Rodgers about this stuff. Aaron Rodgers was seen as untouchable. Then, you know, they got a multi-score lead in the fourth quarter of an NFC title game in Seattle. That falls <clears> apart. That's true. Decade later, he hasn't been able to get over the hump. And look, I don't think that's going to happen to Patrick Mahomes. I'm very confident he's going to play in several more Super Bowls. But that type of – you open the door for that type of narrative when you, when you lose games like this. Joe Burrow – Man, nobody was sold on Joe Burrow doing this again as recently as, like, two months ago. Like, people weren't convinced that the Bengals were going to be back in the playoffs. People definitely didn't think they would be in this game. The Bills were the preseason favorite. Like, Burrow's 5-1 and one in the postseason. He's already knocked off the mighty Bills. I don't think people are going to kill him too much for losing a road game at Arrowhead. Sure, of course he wants to. Joe Burrow would like to win a Super Bowl, but... For Patrick Mahomes to go from winning a Super Bowl in his second season as the starter to still looking for two in year six, having lost two out of or having lost three out of five AFC title games, I just I think people are going to have something to say about that. Yeah, Joy Taylor, where yeah, those, <laughs> those people would be silly, and and we will talk about it that way because getting back, getting wait, wait, he's still searching for his second. Yes, he, he has one. It's true. Joe doesn't have one. You can't get to two until you get to one. And he, he, does, he doesn't have one. 
So I think it's important that he went to the Super Bowl. I do think that separates yeah. him in a lot of ways from the rest of his peers. And now being on the cusp of going back again, that, that, that's for Burrow and everyone else. Mm -hmm. that, that conversation. Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Every, that, that's right. Burrow versus everybody else. Right. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, who will be the league MVP <clears throat> again. Twice. Who's hosted the AFC Championship game five times who's been two, two, two Super Bowls already, won one. So he's already been to more Super Bowls than Joe Burrow has. It's, it's obviously Joe Burrow. He, he needs to get the ring to then start building that legacy that Patrick Mahomes is already mm, seven years ahead, right. realistically, when you're comparing him to the greats. So uh, Joe Burrow's having an unbelievable season. We, didn't, we weren't even sure if, he was going to be, if they were going to be back here, back in the playoffs. It's very reasonable to have a Super Bowl hangover especially with the season that they had last year, especially the way that he was getting banged up with that offensive line. But now you're here again. Now the expectations have changed. So he does need to get a Super Bowl to start writing that legacy that Patrick Mahomes already has. Patrick Mahomes is going to win a league MVP this year. So people are – I understand where you're going. I mean, but I feel like Patrick Mahomes has enough hardware to hold off that narrative at least another year, considering that he's going he to win the off. MVP this I think year. Riddle me off. one of the crazy people then, Joy. I'm with – one of the crazies. I believe Mahomes needs us win more than Burrow, but I think it's to some degree what, what Dave is alluding to is there's a fine line that is no longer all that fine between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. The thought process is Aaron Rodgers is more talented, clearly based on draft status. The whole world knew that he had more physical talent. Right. And then based on individual MVPs, Aaron Rodgers has more individual success. But Tom Brady has more collective success. Joe Burrow could quickly move from the, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes could quickly move from the Tom Brady dialogue yeah. to the Aaron Rodgers dialogue if Joe Burrow were to win. Why do I say that? Aaron Rodgers won in four in NFC Championship games. And people are quick to tell you that he is one in four in NFC Championship games. Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. And people are very quick to tell you Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. And it's funny, when you qualify for a level of greatness, then we start to use your accomplishments against you. He's only won one Super Bowl as if winning a Super Bowl is not a big deal. Patrick Mahomes would have only won one Super Bowl if Joe Burrow were to beat him. Patrick Mahomes would have been two in three in AFC Championship games. Remember, Aaron Rodgers won in four in AFC Championship games. Aaron Rodgers uh, won Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes would thus have one Super Bowl. I do believe, Shady, there is a narrative that would exist, and to some degree it could be reality, where Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, would his individual accolades, multiple MVPs, start to outweigh his collective accolades? The last point I will make, because you brought this up brilliantly yesterday, Mahomes is chasing Montana and Brady. Only Montana and Brady have more rings and things than they have MVPs. Manning, Rodgers, you name anybody else, they have more individual accolades than they have collective accolades. But if Mahomes is, in fact, chasing Montana and Brady, those are the two that have more collective accolades than individual accolades. What ledger, what side of the ledger does Mahomes want to fall on? But who needs to win more to you, Burrow or Mahomes? I, I got to disagree with you real quick. And this week we've been like – Lately, I know. I know what it's it is. the Niners <laughs> because, because you're throwing all this, the comparison with A-Rod and Pat. It can't be. 18 years is what A-Rod gave you. Mm -hmm. You're only talking about year six for Patrick Very Mahomes. true. That's very true. You've since six years. 18 to six. So it got to be Patrick Mahomes. 
And you, you spoke about who's he, who's he chasing. If he wins this game, just think about this for a second. There's only been three quarterbacks, right? You left out Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, Montana, and Tom Brady have multiple MVPs, multiple championships. Yep. And look at the long um, 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 length of their careers. We talking about a guy in year six. He has to win this game just because of the legacy part. Like, it's, it's, it's one thing to be, like you talked about, a Hall of Famer. It's a lot of Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be chasing Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. We probably, I don't want to say we never will because that never happens in sports, right? But another 20-some years, we won't see another Tom Brady. It's hard to see that. Mm-hmm. He's saying thing with Patrick Mahomes. If he wins this game, it's going to be hard to see another Patrick Mahomes in the next 15 years. He has to win this game for his legacy. Can I play devil's advocate on this? And that, like, that's, I, just, I can't help but think about it's so easy to assume that something's going to keep happening because it's been happening. Elaborate on that. I mean, be like Ben Roethlisberger is a great example. Like he went to the Super Bowl twice and won them both in what his first three, four years as a starter in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Very young, yeah. He was super young. They lose to Green Bay. It's easy at that point. Like the Steelers are going to be in this mix for as long as he's the quarterback. Yeah. It, but, I'm not. I'm not but, doing this to hurt you, ben, Joy. Ben, but ben ain't, but ben it was had, never really the case again but, after yeah, that. Ben, ben was never. Mahomes. He was never. No, no, he was never Mahomes that early. Okay. You, there, there's more ways you can bring this up. You, you can never predict what's going to happen. Okay. Even Tom Brady, even the goat of all goats, he's the goat. He lost a whole year to injury. Yeah, he lost a whole season That's to true. a torn ACL. Yeah. Like you got to strike while the iron is hot when you have these opportunities. Here's what's more fascinating, Dave. As you and Joy were talking, looking into it deeper, we talk about Aaron Rodgers' 18 years, however long he's played. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers' first six years as a starter and Patrick Mahomes' first six years as a starter, right? Assuming Patrick Mahomes extrapolate that Correct. extra year. It does become very similar. Like, remember, Rodgers went 15-1. and one. Okay. Rodgers' team was good as well. Rodgers won his first NFL MVP in 2011. He became the starter in 08. Okay. He won another so N- starter in 08. Won another NFL MVP in 14. Okay. So by Rodgers' six going into that seventh season, two MVPs, yeah. one Super Bowl win. There does come a point, along with obviously you have some all pros in there as well. There does become a point where it's like we are assuming – Mahomes will continue to win championships. But if Joe Burrow were to win, Joy, you have to start to wonder, okay, Mahomes, not only is he 4-0 against you, Burrow's 2-0 against you in the big game. Mm. Will you ever be able to beat him? Because you know that's what we do. (laughs) Right. I hear you. But if if Burrow doesn't go on to win a Super Bowl, then it's just this individual battle between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Because that's... That's what it is. It's that Burrow gets to Super Bowls right. and beats the Chiefs to get there. Mm-hmm. But winning it, change, winning it will create that narrative. We'll yeah. start building that story. But until you win it, that's not the story. Right. I mean, I mean okay, so the Chiefs and the, and the Bengals clearly aren't a good matchup for, right. for the Chiefs. Yeah. Their own little but thing. when you get to the big game, it doesn't matter. you got to win that. He's won it. If he just showed up at the Super Bowl, then we're having a whole different conversation. But when you win it and win Super Bowl MVP in it, and two league MVPs, which Joe Burrow does not have, there's still a separation here. So that's why I think it's more important for Burrow because he, once he wins that ring, then we're having a different conversation as a whole about this matchup. Shady, let's quickly have a very fascinating conversation I don't think viewers know about. Oftentimes, NFL organizations, it's like chess. You build, the Eagles might build a team in 2008, 2009, 2010 to beat the Giants. Right, right. Because the Giants won a Super Bowl in 07. Yeah. yeah. So the Eagles aren't building a team to be the best team in football. They're building a team to beat the team they know they need to beat. Okay, let me break this down even more simply. 
The Bills acquired Von Miller this offseason. They didn't acquire Von Miller because they wanted to pay a 33-year-old pass rusher $140 million. They acquired Von Miller why, Dave? To sack Patrick Mahomes. To sack Patrick Mahomes. Exclusively to be able to beat the one team they need to beat. If the Bengals now become the team to beat, will the Chiefs have to change their infrastructure and have to change going from the hunted to the hunter? Like, are the Chiefs really going to have to take a step back and be like, wait a second, we were doing things as a catalyst, but now rather than being offensive, we have to be defensive and reactionary. Talk to me on that. If they win this game, you the might Bills. be right. The, 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 the Bengals. The Bengals, yes, sir. Right? Because um, you talk about the, 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 the Bills doing it. Well, they did that because not just regular games like Joey talked about, the big games. You beat us in the big games, now we got to change our whole narrative of how we want to, you know, build our team to beat that, that team that goes to the, the Super Bowl. So now when you ask that question, I'm thinking like, man, you're kind of right. The only thing is you got to win. I don't care about the, 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 the one loss, right, AMC championship game. It happens, right? I don't think the Chiefs are going to just win every single game and go to the Super Bowl every year. But you have to, you have to win the majority of them games. That's how it works. It's the NFL. It's hard to do. Joe Burrow's an excellent quarterback. So is Patrick Holmes. My thing is this. The Chiefs have to win this game to stop that narrative right there. Where now we're not the big dog. Because when you play the Chiefs, I don't care what people say. You look at them as the big dog. This is the only team that, I, that look at them like, well, look, we the big dogs. We beat y'all every time we play. So they got to win this game. They stop that narrative you're talking about. Great conversation. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Well, coming up next, the Jets acquired Nathaniel Hackett. Why is that hugely important? Hackett was the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers when Rodgers won his two MVPs. But get this. I do not think the Jets should have any interest in Aaron Rodgers at all whatsoever. And I'm going to tell you uniquely why. Next on Speak. Hey, Rod. The Jets, their offense broke, and so they had to fire Mike LaFleur, and they replaced Mike LaFleur with offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Wildly important because Nathaniel Hackett, who was the head coach in Denver, if y'all stay with me, was the former offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Okay, let's rewind this. Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers wins two MVPs. He goes to Denver, gets fired after one season in Denver. Now he's in New York with the Jets. Well, guess what? The Jets need a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, he might leave in Green Bay, which means Aaron Rodgers could wind up with the New York Jets, and it could be a match made in heaven, but it's not. Why, Shady? Because the Packers... Yeah, they have their own discontentment with Rodgers. But the Jets, more importantly, they have a young running back in Brees Hall. He was running away with Offensive Rookie of the Year before he got hurt. Who else do the Jets have? They have a young star wide receiver in Garrett Wilson who might actually win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Who else do the Jets have? They have a young left tackle in Mekhi Becton who was hurt this season. But he is a beast, and he will be back. Who else do the Jets have? They have a rookie all-pro cornerback, who I believe is the first rookie all-pro cornerback in the history of the oh, National wow. Football League. The Jets roster is incredibly young and incredibly talented. The worst thing that you can do to a young and talented roster is bring in an old, toxic veteran. And that's who Aaron Rodgers is. <laughs> now, Aaron Rodgers is talented. That's implicit. That's why I didn't add old, toxic Talented veteran. Different T words. But but Aaron Rodgers is, in fact, toxic. I do not want to add toxicity to a team that has very young, brilliant talent. Shady, you know this. You've been here before. You've been a rookie. And when you showed up in Philadelphia as a rookie, you listened to OGs because they OGs. I mean that, yeah. Now, as you get older, you start to realize, maybe I shouldn't have listened to that OG. Not talking about McNabb, but anybody. You got him in your head. yeah, yeah. But you don't realize that when you're young. 
When you're young, you're just like, oh, I'm going to do whatever they tell me to do because they clearly know. Right. I don't want that to happen to the Jets. And that's why I don't think the Jets should be interested in Rodgers. But where do you stand? You got a point, though. You do got a point. But, 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 but beggars can't be choosers. Ooh. Right? Like, listen, the Jets are close. Right? And you know who knows this? Their head coach. He knows they're close. True. And his job might be on the line. All the Jets need is a quarterback. Now you hire an office coordinator that's been there with Aaron Rodgers when he was at his best. Now, listen, I'm very critical of Aaron Rodgers, his leadership, even his play last year. But at his best, he is Aaron Rodgers. With all the baggage, he is Aaron Rodgers. So now you get all them young players that that's super talented, you put them in their second year with A-Rod, with, with A-Rod's best coordinator, and then you hack it, that's dangerous. And now people in the AFC East, they don't want to see that. Listen, the Bills had enough issues in the postseason. They don't want to see A-Rod come into that division with them young players. And then with that defense. Think about this on defense. Think about this for a second. You're playing your hearts out. 3-3, right? And then, oh, it was a 3-0 against the, the uh, Pats. Patriots. All of a sudden, a, 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 a punt return. All that hard work. All they need is a quarterback. I love the move. Go on, get him. I've your- never met Sauce Gardner or Garrett Wilson but I don't get the impression that these are some, like, starry-eyed kids that are like, oh, whatever you say, Mr. Rogers, thank you for coming here. Like, yes, these guys are dogs. Like, just based on what I've seen from the Jets, like the way that the whole team was, like, openly dog-cussing their quarterback play when it wasn't good <laughs> enough. Like, literally, like, I don't know what this is, but it's got to be better. Sauce Gardner's an all-pro. Like, the minute you get that designation on your locker plate – you can't tell me anything, Aaron Rodgers. That's how I would behave anyway. Garrett Wilson might win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I would pick him, too. He's been phenomenal without Baller. good quarterback play. These guys should not be worried about that. They're saying, we are close. We are a damn good team. We need competent quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers can give us that. Yeah, I think the Jets should want that. I absolutely do. But, Dave, for me, it's not about Aaron Rodgers telling them something. Regardless of what you've accomplished, when you're young, you will have an attentive ear to somebody older. Yeah. Regardless of where you're drafted and somebody successful, I think it might be like that quiet toxicity that like Aaron Rodgers, man, you don't need to do that post frame presser, bro. Just just dip off that that the little things Aaron Rodgers like, uh, yeah, you you trying to meet up for seven on seven. No, we don't need seven on seven. You're an all pro. It's the little things to me that I think could be a detriment. And Joy, we've talked about this at length as well. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't willing to show up for his young studs and, 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 and Christian Watson and wasn't willing to show up for Romeo Dobbs, I'm just wondering, can this young organization take the steps it needs with Rodgers? Where do you stand? Should the Jets be interested? I have so many thoughts. <laughs> get them all out. I don't time. even know what direction I want to go in. Wherever you want to go. We'll I mean, the first thing I would say is all that little um, not showing up for camp and all that uh, stuff. I ain't going to work in New York. Yeah. That works in Green Bay. This is New York City, baby. You can mess up your reputation for life. You do some stuff level. like that. See how they did Zach Wilson. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so you could, you could try that old funny, I'm going on Hawaii vacation in Green Bay. Because Green Bay media is going to be nice to you. New York is going to have some photographers hanging in the bushes waiting yep. for you. So that, all that, if you're going to come to New York, you're going to have to chill on all that. It's going to be a whole new man. You're going to be at, you're going to be at work. Yep. You're going to be there early. And they're not scared of him either. Late. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We have championships here. Yeah. Okay, well, no, in New York City, not the Jets, but championship, championship you know, a long time ago. But I'm saying New York media is not going to play that. Yeah. So, so that's not going to work. But I also don't know if the Jets are a quarterback away. I don't know about that. Break this down. I don't really know. Down. They have some exciting young pieces, okay, but they, they're, they're, they're not the Bucks. 
the Bucks were a quarterback away. Right. They're like, Jameis, you throw, I don't know, 10 less interceptions, and we might actually have a team here. I don't know if I feel that way, that they're complete. And they're not in the easiest division. Miami's going to be back competitive again next year. Sure. Yeah, the yeah. Bills are now very hungry. They're really not playing. Now, how they're going to move things around and what they're going to look like is that one part. thing, but they don't, they don't feel like they've accomplished what they need to accomplish. And whatever you feel about Bill Belichick, Belichick can beat you on any given day. Right. So this isn't the easiest division also. However, I do think I have to push back on the toxic thing. Mm. Because do you really care about the development of the New York Jets' young players? Or do you care about bringing Aaron Rodgers in, potentially putting him back with Nathaniel Hackett and getting back to that space and trying to win a championship in this window with these young players who are playing at a high level? It's a great question. Um, I'll answer it. I'm Shady. You chime in with your 12 years of NFL experience. The reason I think you do is because defensive-minded coaches, probably more than offensive, they're big on culture. Yeah. Big on culture. They're big on effort. They're big on running to the ball as a team. They're big on unity. They're big on we win together, we lose together. They're big on if we're all wrong, we're all right. So I do think that more than anything, Robert Sala, who don't play, remember what um, Elijah Moore did earlier on in the season. Elijah Moore was like, man, I want some more touches. Robert Sala was like, you can go touch your couch at home. You're not practicing the next (laughs) day. Inactive, too. Inactive. Yeah. Like, defensive coaches, I don't think they play around with that culture stuff. That's a great question. Shady, what's your answer to it? You think they care? That's tough, man. You're you're right. Because, like, I I just think that they do care. And it's like you you got this quarterback that comes with a lot of baggage. But then you look at, like, what – what can he do for the franchise? And the Jets are dying to get that franchise popping again. So if you have to take Aaron Rodgers with the baggage, but like, I would do. Who it. cares about culture if you're not working there anymore? And if you have another you year where you don't yeah, make you the mean, playoffs, you know, it don't matter how much oh, like culture you, fired, you want to establish. I guess. Fired. You know, oh, yeah. I'm glad she, now we can really speak to this. You might have to give us two more minutes. I saw this firsthand, and you were the side effect of it firsthand. Who's that? Chip Kelly. Oh. Chip literally thought culture beat talent. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And that's why we got rid of Deshaun Jackson. Shady ends up getting traded for Kiko Alonso in a speak cup. Um, Macklin. And Jeremy Macklin was no longer Mac- there. Yeah. The name that y'all don't know, Google this name, Evan Mathis, all pro all offensive pro, guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was gone too. Yeah, yeah. And we bring in D'Amico Ryans, about to be a head coach. We bring in Malcolm Jenkins, a two-time Super Bowl champ, and we bring in a a lot more men who more so fall in line with the way things are supposed to be done. So I do think, Joy, at least I've experienced it. How'd that work out for Chip Kelly? It didn't didn't work out great. It didn't work out great at all. Um, how, it did work out well for the Eagles. For the but Eagles. Said Chip Kelly. I'm talking about Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip Kelly, right. in this situation, we're talking about Robert Sala. So if Robert Sala wants to stay there coaching and creating his culture, they got to make the playoffs. But win. what about – And I think okay. they're different from, he's different from uh, Chip Kelly. Of course. I think he yeah, wants to course. win at any cost. Chip was more about himself. But I don't know if he does want to win at any cost. Maybe he does. But you think he'll want a quarterback? If you're, hold on. You're a defensive guy. Yep. You're telling me we holding all these good offices down three points, seven points, ten points. All you need is a quarterback. You'll be blowing teams out. The you reason I don't. 20 points a game. And, 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 and she talked about that, that, that division. Let, let's not forget uh, uh, um, Burrow, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not Burrow. Allen. I, I, to, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, no I'm sorry. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Justin Herbert. And uh, who's the third one that made the Russ, playoffs? Oh, oh, and, and playoffs. Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. No, no, no. And that division. Was it three in that division that went, that went to the playoffs? No, I'm not tripping. I mean, Russ, Russ. Because three can make. Three can yeah, make a three pro. teams yeah. can make So no matter players, how yeah. hard the division, I should just said that, but no matter how hard the division is, three teams can make it. I, yeah. I feel like if they got Aaron, A-Rod, that's the best chance out of all the quarterbacks in free agency that can really give you a chance to go to the playoffs. But don't you think Robert Sala clearly doesn't like headaches as players? He doesn't like them. 
I don't know that like probably who want, nobody does, right? But nobody some, wants Mike to Tomlin has a higher tolerance. I mean, he, yes. he, right? he does. And he's straight. And he's also a defensive coach. <laughs> right, but right. the Steelers also have a standard. They have a culture. They do things a certain way. The Jets don't do things. What are the Jets? Jets don't do. Jets are trying to figure this out for years. Okay, they're just like, well, we'll try this. Okay, right. so that's not that's not the Jets. Also, does does Salah have a player that's a headache who's the difference between him winning and losing? Right. Like the second round pick receiver, yeah. sit him and no big deal. If it's the quarterback, a good quarterback, you're like, Coach, well, yeah. let's have a meeting about this and make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> like, right. I think those about are different it. things. Yeah. Coaches, and coaches put up with stuff. I watched Andy Reid's the toughest. But, you know, he dealt with some things. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're going to say on camera. Well, speaking of speak coach and dark. quarterback combinations, the winner of the NFC Championship game is going to be decided by the faces you see on Uh-oh. your screen. Brock Purdy, Shanahan, that combination is it more skilled than the Sirianni Hurts combination. This is a nuanced conversation that you cannot afford to miss as a sports fan. Next on Steve. Championship game. It is in Philly. Shady, who gonna be there? Is that the game? Mill gonna, gonna be, be there. there. Willow Smith gonna be there. Willow gonna be there. Willow Smith gonna be there. The Sean Jackson called me last night. Said he's gonna be at the game. Brian Westbrook. We all gonna be there. McNabb gonna be there. <laughs> Allen Iverson gonna be there. Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy gonna be there. This is my favorite part of every single show. What's up, y'all? If y'all just now tuning in, we're having a blast. Okay. Kyle Shanahan's going to be there. I can guarantee that. (laughs) Along with Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts is going to be there. I can guarantee that. Along with Nick Sirianni. And that's what this truly comes down to. The matchup between Brock Purdy, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, Kyle Shanahan. The minds, the athletes. That's what this game is all about. So, Shady, when I talk to you about the combination between Shanahan and Brock Purdy, Sirianni and Hurts. Shanahan's a better coach than Sirianni. But Hurts is a better quarterback than Purdy. What combination do you trust more to get this win? And what was the first one? Sirianni. I'm going with the first one. <laughs> and this is the reason why. First of all. <laughs> I hate when you do that. You never see it coming either. I hate it every time. Because I'm so respectful. Yeah. So he's like, what was the first one? I'm like, oh, LaChon McCourt was oh, the first time. Allow me to uh, repeat allow myself. Me again, I tell you. It doesn't one of the best. <laughs> so as I look at it, Jalen Hurts. I feel like last year he was the Brock Purdy, right? Now, Brock has probably played a little better than he did, but, but he went through that growing pains. He went through that experience in the playoffs. He went through that, the, the good and the bad. Now we get him this year, a whole other year, same coaching staff, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts. He's a whole different player. He's balling them, balling them, balling. MVP-type balling. That's why he was runner-up or, or was one of the runner-ups for the MVP for a reason. I, I would love to take them, too, just because – it's a home game. They have, they have a, a, I think, a different bond of connection. Like, let's be honest here. Well, Brock Purdy, he doesn't know what he does, like, great. He's saying he's trying to manage games. He's doing, making some plays here and there. But he doesn't know what he does great. Yeah. Where Nick Sirianni knows what Jalen Hurts does great because he's been with him longer. You've seen more of it. We have more evidence. We have more proof. Okay, Jalen, he doesn't do this play that well. We'll scratch that. Ah, I want to do this play, but that's not really Jalen's thing. Now we have go-tos. Yeah, we're going to do the RPOs. We're going to throw it deep because I know Jalen Hurts can do that. And guess what? Those are winners. Those are? 14 and 1? Oh, oh no. It's 14 and 0. It's a starter. 
Take it. He had a loss to the commanders. He did do that. Um, I thought they forgot it was early in the year. <laughs> Shady, you know what? I love everything you said. I, I don't disagree you with you. You should always love what I say, I baby. If you want to be right. But let me, let me offer you this if you'll allow me to. Okay, let's see um, if I accept it. Kyle Shanahan is a significantly better coach than Nick Sirianni. He's better. It's yep. not close. I think, I think so. And the reason I say it's not close is Nick Sirianni, to me, got exposed when oh. Jalen Hurts was hurt. The Eagles, with everything on the line, the reason I say everything on the line was if you beat the New Orleans Saints, Jalen Hurts, who has a, a sprained AC joint, okay. could have rested the rest of the season. The Eagles own the New Orleans Saints draft pick, not seventh round pick, first round pick. Oop. If you beat the New Orleans Saints, that pick could go from 10 to maybe six, yeah. maybe five. So with everything on the line, Nick Sirianni, you can beat the five-win New Orleans Saints? So that just showed me maybe he's not that good. Right. Nick Sirianni has referred to Jalen Hurts as Michael Jordan this week. Maybe it's hyperbole. <clears throat> but that's not really the statement. The statement y'all have to ask yourself is Nick Sirianni, are you Phil Jackson or Doug Collins? Ooh. Okay. That's oh, really you, the, you, the you statement. Try to, you try to preach today. Okay, yourself. I hear you. Because if Jalen Hurts is going to be Michael Jordan, and we'll allow the hyperbole for the sake of conversation, then who are you, Sirianni? You Phil Jackson and going to take Michael Jordan, Jalen Hurts to the promised land? Or are you Doug Collins? And it's actually just Michael Jordan doing the work. So I'm going to side with Shanahan and Purdy on this matchup because of what if uh, Jalen Hurts gets hurt for a quarter like Patrick Mahomes? Oh, my God. Knock on it, knock on it, knock on it. Knock on whatever you want to knock on. What if Jalen Hurts' contact comes out like Daniel Jones? You ain't got to knock on nothing for that. Like, that literally happened last game. Now, Daniel Jones only missed a play, if I'm not mistaken. But, like, what if something happens? It's football. That's why I'm going joy with, with Shanahan and Purdy. What if something happens in San Francisco? Oh, oh. They've proven they can win with one, two, three. Who the backup? Put Debo in at quarterback. Who is the backup at this point? I don't even I guess it's Jimmy now, maybe. Uh, sure. Is he Maybe, maybe next. Johnson or Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy next week. Yeah. And the question is, what, where, where do you think is the bigger gap and how much of that gap equals out? Like, you think there's a gap between Sirianni and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I think Kyle Shanahan's better. And there's a gap between Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. So if you measure the gap, it's out. <laughs> but I also think at the end of the day, while Kyle Shanahan is an excellent coach, yes. one of the best in the league, you have to be on the field. Mm-hmm. And this game is going to be – a physical game. There's no finesse here. It's going to be physical, a lot of running, a lot of hitting, and it's going to be a, a matchup of, of greats. What is the real matchup here? Brock Purdy against that Philadelphia defense. Jalen Hurts versus that San Francisco offense. Where's the gap there? That's what it's really going to come down to. So in that, that being the case, if I'm going to focus on the players in this game, well, I do think coaching will matter. I think that the players and the physicality and who's going to make the play at the end of the game is really going to be what's most important. So for that, for the sake of that, I'm going to go with somebody who has more experience, who is an all-pro, yeah. who is an MVP finalist, that part. who is 14-1 and one as a starter, and has experience in previous years as well. So that's why I'm going with Sirianna and, he's home too. and Hurts. I mean, and he's home, which we, we are glossing over because we have seen teams win on the road in big games, but... This is matters. the NFC Championship game. If the Niners win this game, I think a huge chunk of it will be the game plan that Kyle Shanahan puts in place. And I do think he's a better coach than Nick Sirianni, but he doesn't go onto the field. Jalen Hurts is going to play 60 to 80 snaps in he this game. Play. That's right. And we've seen the difference, and especially 
I don't think the world of the Giants, it's fine if you do, but, like, they looked great in the playoffs. Like, he, you know, we can put to rest the, the end of the regular season. Like, we have seen them play great post-injury. This is the fifth most efficient rushing offense of the last, like, 25 years when Jalen Hurts is healthy. Thank like, you, Dave. The only team that's running the ball better than these guys is, like, the Priest Home Chiefs. Remember them? Yeah, you don't have to hug Come me. Come on, Dave. Right. You don't have to. Come on, you don't have to. He has to. I'm taking oh, I'm, I'm going to take the guy. I'm going to take the guy that actually plays the game. Tell me, hey, and it's Jalen Hurts. We'll take you for finally being honest. The all-pro. The all-pro, Jalen Hurts. It's truly the most important conversation of the day. We have a Super Bowl looming, but more importantly, if a man arrives 20 minutes late <laughs> to a first date, I was like, what, do we what should the response be? Oh, who, me? Uh, duh, I'm looking at you. 20 minutes? 20 minutes. I mean, you are you on a date with somebody else at that point. I'm not there. What if he texts to explain? Minutes, Shady? You know what the problem is? Uh, right problem. Here we go. We're at 2023, yes, and, and sorry is not enough. Nope. Forgiveness somebody is not enough. First date? That's... Why can't we forgive each other, Joey? I'm not, I'm not a very forgiving person, honestly. That's not really in me. So, so one strike is over. On a first 20 date. Minutes, 20 minutes, we don't have the reservation anymore. We're not on a date. The, the, rest, the restaurant's giving our table away. You got a 15-minute window. Oh, well, well, listen, real how about this? We got more plans? Jesus got Christ plans? will not be late. He'll be ready for you. He'll be ready for you. <laughs> I, I cannot believe she would do that, man. Like, we can't get one mistake.